Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The uh, minimum wage here in the province of Ontario increased uh, as of the beginning of the new year. We all know that story. It's been well documented. It's the first of a phased-in program to bring the minimum wage to $15 an hour here in the province of Ontario. And uh, there have been some wrinkles and some pushbacks on this program as it has evolved over the last little while. Of course, the uh, Tim Horton situation from uh, just a few days ago continues to make news because of the uh, information we received that some of the franchisees were actually going to start cutting benefits to employees to try to, what they said, deal with the implications of the minimum wage. Yet, despite some of the pushback that we've heard about, uh, public opinion polls suggest that the majority of Ontarians actually still support the idea of raising the minimum wage. They like this idea. They like the program. Well, the uh, the minister in charge of the implementation, Minister of Labor for the province of Ontario, uh, the Honourable Kevin Flynn, is with us here in studio to talk about this. Uh, great to see you. Thanks again for coming in today. My pleasure, Bill. Thanks for having me. Well, we've done a few phone conversations. You've been a pretty busy guy over the last little while, but I know you're in town today for some other business, too. So uh, I'm glad we could hook up for a few minutes to talk about this. Give me uh, your read on, on, on what has gone on since January the 1st. I mean, as I, I mentioned in a commentary I did the other day, uh, there are still some people that want to debate whether or not this should be happening, and, and that horse has left the barn. I mean, it's been passed into legislation. It's been implemented. It's the new reality. Uh, some people are still trying to fight that battle right now, and I guess that's the nature of politics. But even when you look at, at what's gone on here, for instance, uh, in this an election year in Ontario, uh, both opposition leaders, both Patrick Brown and Andrea Horvath, have said that had they be, if they win this next election, uh, they're going to keep this. Uh, there, there's, they, they seem to see that this is final right now. I'm not so sure that everybody in the public is ready to accept that. What are you hearing? Well, I'm hearing from the vast majority of Ontarians support the idea that if you work 35 or 40 hours a week, Bill, that you're entitled to the basics in life. You're entitled to pay your rent, buy food, put shoes on the kids' feet, those normal things that are involved with raising a family. Uh, people understand, I think, that over the years, since 2008, 2009, a uh, pretty big financial scare during those years. People t- kind of retreated a little bit. But they understand that I think that those that are, those of us that are working at the uh, the lower end of the income scale were falling further and further behind every year. So despite the fact we had a good process in place for raising the minimum wage, it really wasn't keeping up with inflation, with the cost of living. I think people around Ontario, whichever side of the issue you're on on this, understood intuitively that something needed to be done, that people people don't move to Ontario uh, to live in poverty. They move here to work hard. When they work hard, the price of that is that you at least get to... Uh, you at least get to afford the basics. But as you saw that evolving, and as your government saw that evolving, why didn't they act sooner? Why wait until now? Well, we had a good process in place. You have to think you go back to 2008, 2009, everybody was a little uncertain about the economy. A a lot of people lost a good percentage of their retirement savings. Uh, The banking system worldwide looked like it was a little iffy. Scary times for an awful lot of people. So the economic recovery from that, I think, uh, at uh, at some point it didn't recover as quickly as uh, we would have liked it to. Since that time, of course, the Ontario economy is booming now. I mean, we're leading the G7 economic growth, lowest unemployment we've seen in years. And I think people thought, well, this is time. this This is the opportunity to make things right. What we're seeing, I think, around the world, and certainly in North America, is we started to see a very, a growing disparity between those that are doing really, really well and the people at the lower end of the, of the, uh, 
of the income level were falling further and further behind. So that that middle class that we were famous for in Canada uh, was starting to become eroded. We, we needed to act on that. So we had a great process in place. So the real fact of the matter is that when we established the baseline in 2011, it was established too low. But with that in mind, was was the determination made then, Minister, that well, the uh, the small businesses can absorb this now. They can they can take that because you with every action, there's going to be a reaction. You knew there were going to be implications. Well, I think when you make this type of a move, and uh, you expect there's going to be a variety of opinions, so we we didn't uh, we didn't do it without going out there and listening to people that knew what they were talking about. And uh, the vast majority of economists, the prevailing view in the economic community is that this is a very good thing for the economy that there often is displacement when you get this type of, uh, when you make these types of moves, there's shifting, there's adjustments that to, uh, that need to be made. But each and every time, even the Bank of Canada came up with a report the other day that was saying, well, you know, there may be some jobs that you may have got before that you won't get now, but you'll get other jobs. You'll get better jobs. And they also said that overall, this is of real benefit to the Ontario economy and it's the route we should be traveling. And that's the, uh, that's the prevailing economic view. I come from small business. I know how challenging it is to run a small business. And uh, I know there's times when it seems like everybody gets paid but you as the owner. The banks get paid. The employees get paid. But uh, Ontario business is doing very, very well right now. Ontario economy is doing very, very well right now. If there was a time to make this adjustment to bring people into the fold, it's today. But we've seen, I've seen those reports, but you juxtapose those, Minister, with some of the other predictions, dire or not, from places like the Conference Support of Canada, the, the, the Center for Independent Business, that are saying, no, this is going to cause massive job loss in the province of Ontario. You've got to you pay attention to those numbers. Uh, maybe not believe them, but they, those, those reports have to be addressed. Oh, absolutely. You pay attention to them. You certainly you don't ignore them, but I think you've got to, when you get, when you get a difference of opinion, what you have to do is you have to balance those opinions. You have to look which one of these is probably the most accurate? Which one of these is probably going to be the outcome? If all the economists said exactly the same thing, it would be easy. But what happens is you get a variety of views. And you look at predictions that have been made in the past. I looked at the Fraser Institute. You, last time we saw this type of a change of this magnitude was in British Columbia. And the Fraser Institute was, pre, you know, was predicting or projecting exactly the same things that are they're forecasting today that we were going to see an awful lot of job loss. It just didn't come true. And in fact, exactly the opposite happened. What we saw was increased economic growth. We saw increased employment. Any projection, any forecast uh, that I've seen for the province of Ontario in uh, the upcoming years shows increased job growth. There's going to be more jobs. We're, you know, we're leading. We're leading the country when it comes to economic growth. We're leading the uh, G7, as I said earlier. The, these are these are good times. If you're going to make a move, I think this is the time to make it. The argument against, even from chambers of commerce and some of these organizations, was, yeah, we don't disagree. Uh, this is probably a good thing to happen, but too much too soon and too too fast for small businesses to absorb this. Well, I I can understand that they would prefer. I, I should mention before you finish your answer. Uh, that to that point, uh, Patrick Brown has said that if he wins the election, he's going to keep the $14, but he will not institute phase two, at least not immediately, if ever. 
So, so there is that pushback and that response to, to that mindset. Well, you know, the opposition parties, I think, have been all, all over the place on this. And certainly the NDP at one point was calling for a $12 minimum wage, now is supporting us on the 14 or 15, and that's great to see that. The uh, progressive conservatives voted against the implementation of uh, Bill 148. Now, I've heard some of their, their members are quite supportive of it. I saw them vote against it in the House, and now I've seen them included in their People's Guarantee, I think they're calling it, or some sort of manifesto they have out right now that is their platform. So I, I really don't know where they've landed. I, I don't know what they would do. It really is unpredictable. Um, we've tried to implement it in a way that, uh, that it couldn't be changed in any event. We've tried to draft the legislation in a way that it is coming that we're going to move towards a living wage in the province of Ontario. We're going to $14 an hour. And I don't think that's too much too quick. I, th- I think when you think that people were living, uh, you know, were working 35 and 40 hours a week and were not being able to afford the basics each and every month, every month that went by, these folks fall, fell further and further and further behind. So we, I think implementing it over two fiscal years is a responsible way to go. You know, you have to think that a living wage in Hamilton's close to $16 an hour. When you look around uh, places around the province of Ontario, I think you may find one little pocket in Ontario and southwest Ontario where the living wage is less than $15 an hour. So this is moving us towards a living wage. And uh, that's why it was phased in, really, was to accommodate uh, the adjustments a business would have to make. Yeah, there are some economists, and I know you've heard from the minister, uh, that say, and you've used the phrase "living wage," that that's the best way to do, to attack uh, low income and to attack poverty. And in fact, your government is instituting on a pilot project a living wage program. Hamilton's one of the test cases for it. That's right. Uh, that that puts the onus on government, uh, whether it's income supplements or living wage programs, whatever the, the 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 government decides to do, as opposed to putting the onus on the private sector to try to come up with uh, the money to do these sorts of things. Uh, you're you're doing both right now. Uh, some suggesting, well, you should be focusing more on government intervention as opposed to small business pressure. Yeah, I think there's a dignity and there's a respect, Bill, that goes along with being able to, you know, put in 35, 40 hours a week at, uh, you know, at a job and to earn your own way. That's one. Ter- that's what Ontario has always been about. That's what Canada has always been about. There are some people where employment is an issue. It could be for a variety of reasons. It could be, uh, it could be um, something physical. It could be intellectual. There's a there's a variety of reasons where people out there cannot put in 35 or 40 hours a week, but still have the same expenses that uh, that you or I do. That's where a guaranteed income comes in, I think. That's where that really comes to the forefront as a uh, a potential uh, to ensure that everybody can, you know, can live a decent life in the province. But when it comes to working in the private sector or the public sector, to going out, to getting out of bed in the morning, to going to work, to doing your share, I think there's a respect and a dignity that goes along with earning a paycheck. And that paycheck should allow you to live a basic life, uh, whether it's in Hamilton, whether it's in Toronto. You should be able to pay your rent, put food on the table, buy clothes for the kids. We used to think of the minimum wage as a student wage, and it certainly is not that anymore. About a third of people in the province of Ontario now make less than $15 an hour. Over half of those people are between the ages of 25 and 64. So these guys aren't saving up for uh, for new bikes or a new skateboard. What no, these the people phrase, are trying to do is they're trying to raise families. Yeah, a lot of people have used that phrase, entry-level jobs. And, and you just walk inside a coffee shop and 
uh, some of these other places. These, these are seniors or in some cases adults that are working a second job to try to make ends meet. Exactly. So they have to be factored in. But let me ask you about the formula because there's always going to be pushback, as you mentioned, when you decide, okay, this is what we're going to do, and some suggesting that the government's moved too quickly on this. Why not develop a formula uh, for a natural implementation like they do with other programs tied to the cost of living, things of that nature, so so that we know when it's going to happen, we know the formula that's going to be used as opposed to having this debate every time. Well, Bill, that's exactly what we're doing, and that's where I said before we had a good process in place. After 2011, what we did is we pegged the minimum wage to, uh, to the CPI, to the uh, Consumer Price Index. So on April the 1st of a given year, the government would would look back at the preceding year and say inflation was 1.8 last year. Therefore, the minimum wage will be going up October the 1st of that year by the same amount. People loved it. It was predictable. It was fair. The problem was when we set the baseline, we set the baseline way too low. So we're keeping that system in place. So uh, it will go to $14 an hour January 1st of this year. It already has. $15 an hour the following year. And then the April, in the uh, month of April, of 2019, we'll take a look back at the Consumer Price Index for 2018, and we'll increase it by whatever that is, by that rate of inflation. That will come into effect in October of that year. So we're we're going to get the best of both worlds here. We're going to get a living wage, and we're going to get a good process that's fair to business and is predictable for business and is fair to people as well. So that's going to happen. It's just this is this is you're playing catch up here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, the process that um, allows it to increase by the rate of inflation is something that makes an awful lot of sense, and it takes a lot of the politics out of it. What we don't have, what we didn't establish properly, I think, in 2011 is we didn't uh, establish a proper baseline. So people started off too low, and they remained low, and they f- and they fell further and further behind. The new process we have in place allows people to be paid fairly and to keep up with the rate of inflation. How do you respond to businesses that are, are making statements and, more importantly, I guess, already enacting policies that could be dealt, uh, deemed, I guess, as not just controversial, but at the same time harmful to their employees? I mean, we've heard the, the Hortons stories about uh, benefits being cut. We've heard about price increases. Are, are you monitoring that? Are you looking at what's going on? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're keeping our eye on that type of thing. And obviously, we don't like to see that. I mean, we think it can be dealt with um, differently. I think we may have got ourselves caught up in an argument between franchisees and franchisors when you're using the Tim Hortons um, example. Certainly, uh, the corporate policy of Tim Hortons is to pay for breaks, paid breaks. It's right there in black and white. That's what franchisees are expected to do. Uh, So there's a bit of a debate as to how to adjust to this, but you're not hearing it from a lot of other restaurants. You're not hearing it from uh, competitors who are just dealing with it. I haven't seen any huge price increases. I haven't seen any huge layoffs. I mean, we're only a few weeks into this. But every prediction I saw is that when you inject that sort of money into the economy, when you get people, when you get that many people, almost a third of working Ontarians received some sort of a pay increase over the past couple of weeks. When those paychecks start being opened, and that will start happening this week and next and at the end of the month, that money's going right back into the Ontario economy very, very quickly. People are going to start spending more money. Are you concerned about a boomerang effect, though? Uh, we've heard this before the implementation, that, that some uh, employers, or employees for that matter, are going to say, look, if you raise the minimum wage, then I deserve a raise, too. I was making 18 bucks an hour, but I want to pay up to 20 now because you've just increased theirs 
by by a substantial amount. Is there a concern? Because that obviously leads to an inflationary situation, which is not going to do anybody any good. I think you'll see see some of that. I, I've I've heard people say, well, if people are coming in at $15 an hour, perhaps I deserve a little bit more myself. Um, people expect to raise every year, I think, in the province of Ontario. It's quite natural. You know, people uh, expect to be able to, uh, to keep up with the uh, with the rate of inflation. But when you look around uh, the world or you look around North America especially and you look at examples of where this has taken place, we haven't seen those types of displacements. We've seen we've seen adjustments that sort of have to be made, but the doom and gloom predictions that some are making, uh, I just don't think are ever going to come to pass. Ontario Minister of Labor, uh, Kevin Flynn, uh, great to have you with us in studio again. Thanks so much for the time today. Appreciate it. I know we'll stay in touch as uh, this rolls out in the, uh, the months ahead. Absolutely, Bill. Always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to be in Hamilton. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.